from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. I know a little better late than never because we're here. It was all Dr. Jennifer Daniels' fault. We No, I'm just kidding. She was fine. It was just uh, one of those technical things. We had to call our geek in uh, California, God love him, Imran, woke him up and uh, say, help. And we had to work through a few things. That sometimes when you leave these computers alone, they just they get up to their their own mischief, and then they just don't think, I don't know why that works, and we couldn't figure it out. It was funny, uh, Dr. Daniels said, is he up? Because I said, she said, you better call your geek, and she said, is he up? And I said, he will be, and so, <laughs> no, he was up, it was, it's eight o'clock there in California. Well, anyway, good morning, it's a new day, a new week, uh, 24 January, 2022, we're gonna have fun, Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here, and as, as fate would have it, she doesn't have a, an immediate um, um, you know, thing to do. So she's going to be able to stay the full two hours, even though we're starting a half hour late. So we, yeah, hey, so we appreciate that because generally when we start late, she's got to go uh, you know, when she goes. So we have a, a good week for you. Uh, Dr. Thomas Levy is going to be here tomorrow. Also a lady by the name of Janet, uh, Janet something. Uh, she's going to be on at noon and talking about the history of this country and why these people were able to pull off what they've been pulled off, whatever this is. And then uh, if the phones get working, uh, Richard Mayberry, and if they don't, we'll get somebody else. So we have a lot of things to do. Let's go right to the great uh, state of Panama and talk to Dr. Jennifer Daniels who is now with us. Good morning, my dear. How are you? How are you? Nice to have you. I am fine. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, you just, you look, you know, your hair looks great. I love that look. I want to... Thank you. Can I do that when I grow up? Get that look going? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what do you reckon, reckon, do I... I mean, your hair is like dark. You have a little bit of grayish, but mostly dark. Do you, hey, 64. Check it out. 64 and dark hair? <laughs> it's good to be 65. <laughs> what, do you, what do you attribute that to, the dark hair? A low-stress lifestyle. Uh, 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 in Panama. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got what did you guys do over the holidays? What Did you do anything fun? Did you go somewhere? Did you just... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. So, uh, Chris, you're talking about Christmas? Is that the holiday yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Christmas. Whatever that is. Well, Christmas is celebrated in many different ways around the world. So, uh, in Central America, it is celebrated by the children opening gifts at midnight uh-huh. on Christmas Eve. And there's a whole ritual on Christmas Eve that starts at, for the kids. It starts at about noon, and it goes all the way to midnight. Oh. And so I, one of my uh, borrowed grandchildren, uh, their family said, oh, would you please spend Christmas with us? And I was like, uh-oh, I don't know if I can stay up till midnight. But I did to try. It's <laughs> been decades, right? So they were easy on me to let me take a nap from 7 to uh, 11.30, and then I got up at midnight. That's hilarious. <laughs> but... 
so the way it starts is around noon, the kids go out and they run and they play around and lots of fun, which is normal, right? That's what kids do. And then around 3 p.m., the adult militia intervene. And they say, okay, you kids, you've got to get scrubbed and washed and bathed. And you have to put on your special Christmas outfits. Oh, my God. So the kids across the street, they were elves. They put on, they were, they're, they're two siblings. They were dressed up as elves. Uh, my brown grandkids, the, the boy was dressed up as a New York Nets player. Is it Nets or Mets? Mets. And his father was dressed up as a New York Met player, you know, in that outfit. And a little girl had on, you know, kind of a, you know, a girly uh, outfit. And the mother changed. So everyone has to shower and change clothes at 3 p.m. All right, we're ready. Then around 7 p.m. is dinner. And um, I didn't really know what uh, what dinner was, but, but dinner is supposed to be uh, fresh pork, beans and rice, and potatoes and beets. That's standard. That's you can add anything you want to that, but that's basics like must have. So I always wanted to make a pork roast. Never did I ever in my life make a pork roast. So I bought a 23 pound pork roast. And I did a dry rub in the fridge for five days. Whoa. Then I mixed a herb oil based blend and cut pockets in the roast and stuffed it with that blend mm-hmm. and I put it in a uh, baking bag with some onion quarters and sprigs of uh, rosemary close the bag and put it in the oven and baked it low and slow now we have we don't have much technology here so I had to have one probe in the meat so I could tell when it was done another probe in the oven so I could tell that it was indeed low and slow and I cooked it that way and it was nice and done and it made its own juice that I had just boiled down, add some heavy cream to, bam, gravy done. And then the meat was the most tender pork I'd ever had in my life. So I brought this roast and they were just totally amazed, totally amazed. (laughs) The relatives uh, had some, it was so amazing they had to invite the neighbors to have some. So of course (laughs) it was funny. So, uh, okay, so we ate and then by then, it was late. It was like 7 or 8. I said, no, I, I got I to gotta take a nap. <laughs> so I took a nap, and I bought my um, Christmas pajamas. So I bought a two-piece outfit with uh, Santa Claus and candy canes and a sleigh and some elves and stuff all over it. smattered over it. And when I came out, my Christmas outfit, everyone was so impressed. Like, oh, wow, Grammy. I'm called Grammy. And so uh, then at actually midnight, we had to wake the kids up because they fall asleep. And they opened their presents, and then everyone ran out into the street, and people set off fireworks everywhere. Totally illegal in the U.S., by the way. And um, you could see these fireworks going off all around. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then you know how they have these um, long, long sticks that are like, I don't know, five feet long, and you light the end of it, and all these sparkles go all around? Yes. They took that stick and handed it to a six-year-old. And the six-year-old, six years old. <clears throat> and so you can see how people could put out an eye, like super easy, super easy. <laughs> and then I saw the two elves running up and down the street. Everybody's playing at midnight. I mean, 
something you would never ever see in the United States. But it was so much fun. It was great. So I stayed up for about an hour and then went back to sleep. And there's a, a, a grandfather from across the street came over with an infant. I mean, an infant less than six months old. And he was uh, carrying also a bottle of, uh, I don't know if it was vodka or rum or whatever, and just drinking out of the bottle. I sat down. I went, how, how long is it going to be before that kid's mother shows up and takes that kid? <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, the mother, his daughter, shows up and says, Grammy, I'm going to take the baby. It's okay. <laughs> That's great. Do they, so that do, was uh, yeah. I, we went to bed. The next day, though, they had the pool, big pool party, about 20, 30 people in and out of the pool. It was great. So that was Christmas. Wow. What, a, what an adventure. Man. Really? What isn't an adventure. It, isn't it great how different parts of the world have all these various, you know, customs and, and everything? It's just wonderful. Right. It's so exciting. It's just thrilling to be included. <laughs> yeah. And then there was um, New Year's Day. So they don't celebrate New Year's Eve here. Uh-huh. It's not celebrated. New Year's Day. But New Year's Day is celebrated. So New Year's Day, another family that had adopted me said, okay, we're going to the family farm in the country. Okay, so we go up to the family farm in the country. Because I don't know what any of you So I said, look, Jennifer, we have to blow up these balloons, attach them to us, and attach them to trees all around. And, attach them. and so I thought, I'm American, you blow up the balloons, okay, got that, tied to a string, and then you have this thing going from tree to tree with a balloon every five or six feet. And so they were very polite and they kind of nodded their head as I put this up and they said, okay, thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took the balloons and individually suspended them from different branches in the tree. That was their view of what these balloons should be. And then for the kids, they had the long hot dog balloons. And so uh, they wanted me to make animals. I know anything about this. So I had to pull up on my cell phone uh, a video on how to make animal balloons. And so I made like uh, about eight animal balloons. And uh, the classic, of course, is the dog. And I ran out of balloons. So I could only make three legs instead of four. <laughs> so that dog couldn't stand up. So I explained to him, this dog is a sitting dog. And so everyone laughed because they knew what really happened was I ran out of balloons. And then another dog, the head was turned to the right, and I couldn't straighten it out. I said, well, this dog walks in circles and only turns, walks to the right. So this is a special dog, only walks to the right. And so after a while, I got it straight. You know, I got four legs and the, dog, and the head facing forward. But it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's, that's great. Really, really fun. So how long did you cook the pork? The reason I didn't tell you that is because I didn't do it right. Well, you said it came no. out great. You did it. Low. it did come out great. I'm just telling you I didn't do it right. I didn't say it didn't come out right. You said do it right. <laughs> so the reason you need two thermometers is because when you're cooking pork low and slow, you want to keep it around 300, 325. Right. The ovens here have no control on them. It's on is like way high and off is well off. Really? And so the oven was a little faster than what I thought. So that this 23 uh, pound roast got done in like four hours. It was supposed to be 10 hours. Whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what I did was I took it out of the oven and let it sit and soak back up all the juices. But it only took about four hours. Hmm. But it came out, came out really nicely. Oh my God. Everyone thought it was just the most tender and tastiest roast they'd ever tasted. 
Panama, again, it's very bland and very it's simplicity. Um, they just put the roast in the oven and just let it cook, and that's kind of it. That's kind of it. And so, yeah, having these pockets of spices and having the rub, the sauciness, and the extreme tender and yeah. juiciness. Wow. And so the husband said, wow, this is next level. <laughs> <laughs> And the little kids, the little kids think you're, you're. They call you grandma, or their word for grandma. No, 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 Grammy. Gra- Grammy. Grammy. Mm-hmm. Grammy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're little, they can't. They, they're not. They can't. They don't have all the syllables. Yeah, Grammy. Yeah, and they speak Spanish, not American. So grandmother, the the, the sound is not in the vocabulary, so it's Grammy. So you do, do you speak Spanish with them or English? Yes, yes, but uh, they have difficulty, you know, with. with uh, English sounds, right? So they just put it together for me. I didn't know you, you were fluent then in Spanish. Functional, certainly. Functional, yeah. Yeah, I can understand and I can get my ideas across. I can do Donde Esta Baño, you know, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so. I <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. That's, That's a good, good start. start so you know? when, I came, when I first, uh, you know, started living in Central America, all I knew how to say was hola. 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 Back is my hola. <laughs> it's a beautiful language. It's a really pretty. Yeah. yeah. It's really, you'd appreciate this. My grandma, who was probably one of the greatest cooks ever, right? Um, yes. She, didn't ha- she had an oven similar where she, the thermostat never did work. Never. Right. So she just, had a no ga- she just had a gas oven that she would just turn the gas up and down with the control, right? So that's right. how she cooked everything. Right. I mean, she, I don't know how she figured out bread and whatever, and it came out great. She just knew. Let me tell you how she figured it out, because I've had to figure it out that way. Have you ever read a recipe where it says, cook until done, and this is how you tell when it's done? That's how they do it. So this whole thing about sticking a toothpick in it, um, all kinds of ways, you tap it, that's how she knew when it was done. Right. And of course, I have a little more technology, so I have the heat probe that you put in. So for bread, it's 200 degrees. Uh, for pork, it's 150 or 160. For beef, it's 130. So you actually have to inspect and test, test. Uh, the food to see if it's done. You, you, you shake the pan. If you get a little jiggle, meet, a little more time. <laughs> yeah. I like to cook fish at 450 and maybe 5 to 10 minutes. And you can, I go in there and just pick at it with a fork and you know when it's done. Exactly. You, and you That's get to the point you where you it. know exactly when it's done. But fish is kind of tricky because if you ever cook fish, as you know, boy, it's the worst, right? You got to be careful with fish overcooking. Yeah, if you overdo it, you've just ruined it. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) You ruined a small investment. (laughs) That's right. right. Wait a minute, that was a sixteen-dollar thing of uh, you know cod or something. Whoa! That's in your world. Because in my world, it's uh, you know fish is still two dollars, two fifty a pound. Whoa! And a lot of times, the person that you're with, they just caught the fish. No kidding. So. Yes, it's not that big a deal. And I'm just horrified. And I have to stand still and control myself or sit still and control myself when I see them throw out half the fish because well, we just caught it. Yeah. It's only $5. Yeah, yeah we, can get, <laughs> we can get fresh, you know, Atlantic uh, different fishes, uh, Doc. But, I mean, you're talking twelve, fifteen dollars $15 a pound. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well, here's two fifty now. Two fifty a pound. Man, I'm going to move there. Ooh. <laughs> Of course, everybody, every every other American is moving there too, right? So what do we, you know? No, 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 not a lot. Actually, not, 
No? Mm-mm. Yeah, Mexico is no. yeah, big. I think, I think Mexico is really taking off. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, you know, their government there, you probably know, I don't know if you do, but uh, they, they've taken away all the COVID ins and outs, testing, they don't care. And that's, that went away about six months ago. They were, they're just cool. You know. Wow. Yeah. 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 Have you seen uh, the UK that they've dropped all of their stuff? They're yes. boom. They were going to throw this guy out of out of out of office, right? They were in the streets. That's the only reason. The only reason I think. <laughs> I think of course. Motivation. They were going to throw I mean, him out of just, office. Just, but he didn't really drop it. He says we're going to let this. This is going to naturally expire in March, and that's going to naturally expire. Da, 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 da. And some things are immediate. Some are expiring in March. So he's holding it. He's kind of watching how the cards fall. Maybe he'll reinstitute everything in uh, May or June. I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, they, I think they 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 do that, Jennifer, too, because they want to they want to act like it's their choice and not the people's. Oh, we're just going to let it expire. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. He totally yeah. well, woke up. There's a lot up. of faith saving that's got to go on at oh, this moment. Yeah, and then uh, Ireland, same thing. Some places, uh, Netherlands, they're they've dropping it all. So the whole thing is kind of unwinding. Um, well, the Netherlands are, are they uh, dropping it, but putting chips in people's hands, or what's up with that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't follow it that. Yeah, there's one place that's dropping everything as long as you get chipped. And uh, yeah, let's not talk <laughs> <That's> about that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get chipped, you know. But we've had some good things here. Uh, judge in Texas uh, ruled that the Obama mandates for federal employees no good. So that's done. Obama or Biden? Which one? Are we I'm sorry, Obama. Well, oh, Biden's running it, but Biden. Uh, Biden, um, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, uh-huh. A lot of people think that Obama's running the deal. but So we got some good things, but they did allow the the vaccine mandate for the healthcare workers to stay in place at Supreme Court. So that's a bit of a challenge for these people. Let's take a closer look at that. Let's take a look at that. What's going on there? Because in England, by the way, they left the mandates in place for healthcare workers. Oh, did they? Yeah, read that. The, read that fine print. Oh, the fine print. So you have to ask yourself, how come? How come? Because the healthcare workers are the enforcers, and they want to weed out all the enforcers that are not totally committed. Yeah. So you can no longer be the egg; you've got to be the chicken. <laughs> So if you're not going to take if you're not going to take all the medications, interventions, and blah 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 of the healthcare system yourself, then they're not going to allow you to financially profit from it. So this time of hypocrisy, where you can be a uh, cancer specialist who wouldn't take chemo or give it to his family, those days are past. Yeah, uh, you've got to uh, drink the hemlock along with the rest. There's a there's a big hearing in Washington D.C. I was streaming it. Well, we didn't stream it. Uh, I was watching it this morning, but it's all full of all good guys. There's a Senator Ron Johnson who put it together, McCullough, and yeah. all these people. And they're it's getting a lot of play. So and they're just you know these are doctors. We say it's getting a lot of play. Let's listen now. Who's playing it? Oh, it's, it's streaming on a lot of places, on, on mainstream places right now with Zero Hedge, which is Exactly, exactly. So, so you've got you to relax here, okay? You know, we're, we're old-timers. We've been around the block a few times here. What we've got here is a spigot. And the same person is controlling the spigot, and they're turning it on and they're turning it off. That's really what's going on here. 
So they turn on this bigot, which is the various restrictions that you may or may not be in favor of. Certain people profit. Once their profit is maximized, you turn this bigot off. So in case anyone else wants to jump on the profit stream, it's not, ha not happening. And so that's really what's going on is the spigot is being um, adjusted downward. But don't think it won't be turned back on again. Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll be the Russians or some war or aliens or something. Right, but what I'm trying to say is the people that we are painting as so-called good guys are at the moment tools of the people that we thought were bad guys. Well, it's a bit cynical view, but I accept your viewpoint. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. No, I understand. No, no, I understand. <laughs> and, totally. I, I, listen, I'm with you on a lot of this, Jen, because... I mean, a lot of these, most of them are all germ theory people, and I'm not one of those. And but not only that, the, the main platforms that are giving it play yeah. didn't give it play before. So they're making a choice to uh, give it a louder voice as opposed to a smaller voice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I know you're onto something. Yeah. I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them. Any of them. <laughs> I don't even trust them as far as I can see them. <laughs> you know where I come from. <laughs> I can see you. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here, and we're going to start taking your emails, and we have bunches. So you stay right there, and we're going to just uh, have some fun with your emails. I spend a lot of time in the outdoors, but I do live in the temperate zone. Wintertime means that we're just not getting adequate sunlight to produce enough vitamin D. Even if we went outside and exposed ourselves to the sun, there's just not enough UV because of the angle the sun is at. A lot of people live in urban environments where buildings effectively act like canyons, blocking sunlight. We wear a lot more clothing than ever before. And now with things like lockdowns, people are simply not spending as much time outside getting exposure to sun. So if you're not getting adequate vitamin D, you can end up with chronically low levels, just like almost half of the American population. And that's pretty scary because vitamin D3 deficiency has been implicated in many forms of cancer and negative outcomes from things like flu and COVID. So it's really crucial that we keep our dietary vitamin D3 up and because a lot of the traditional foods like liver and other organ meats that we used to eat that were rich in vitamin D3 are no longer really represented in our diet, we need some kind of high quality vitamin D3 supplement. That's why I love D3K2 Sir Thrival's Daylight Concentrate. It's naturally sourced vitamin D3 from sheep's lanolin and K2 from Japanese natto. That's the most natural supplement you're gonna find anywhere. And at 270 doses per bottle, this is an incredibly good value. Easy to take, just two drops a day. Get one for you, get one for your family members. Yeah, we like these ingredients. They're really, really nice. And uh, yeah, and he's probably onto something if we all ate these organ meats and stuff and wouldn't have to do this. Wouldn't need to. Uh, there's a great sale on the vitamin D if you want to grab some. And it is, you buy one. And then you get 50% off on the second bottle. And you, you heard the doses there. You do that little puppy, you're going to be, you know, synced up for a long time before you can get back out in the sun. Also, some great uh, um, uh, products from Daniel Vitalis. Digestive bitters. This is a great one. You spray this. This is pretty cool. He's got a CBD uh, product that uh, very, very nice. You can... Use this puppy to help you go nighty blinkers. And then, of course, the pine pollen from Sir Thrival, uh, the one that I've been using for 
years, and my latest testosterone level that I've showed you the test is 850. It came back and said I was abnormal, too high. <laughs> Your testosterone is abnormal, it's too high. Another great uh, company is uh, Shen Blossom, and it's on our website. I really love uh, um, um, the work that Brandon Amalani uh, does with Shen Blossom. He's got some very, very nice things. Uh, uh, turmeric formula, uh, uh, rewind. It's a great uh, formula for Qing, Qing, Qing in Chinese medicine. Jing, sorry, Jing. That's pretty cool. And uh, Jing is like the, the essence, uh, what helps make everything go, like the Hoshu Wu. And uh, this is really for kidneys and that. And if you look at the ingredients on this guy, man, it's like, shoo, I would read them, but I've got to have a, light, a lot of lights on here today because we have no sunlight and I can't read them with the lights, but just really. So if you go on to Shen Blossom, I think you're going to find some wonderful things. Uh, ginseng, if you're into ginseng, 50-year-old ginseng. 50-year-old. That's older than a lot of you. Also, Prime Digestion. This is a little powder some very nice little herbs, gets that little uh, uh, digestive fire going. Um, digestive fire. All of these are from Shen Blossom. It's a great company. Everything's in Myron Glass. Uh, just some wonderful, wonderful products from Shen Blossom. And before we get back to Dr. Daniels and your emails, I don't know if you've tried some of these uh, uh, oils. These are amazing oils, and they're from Andreas Seed Oil. He's a German fellow, and he uses the most amazing technology to have virtually no um, heat and no friction. There's not an oil company in the world that does this. This is how oils get screwed up. All the oils you see at the food store, even the, the fun ones at the natural food store, according you know, the cold pressed and all that. doesn't mean anything. Most of these oils, in our opinion, are very dangerous. They've got uh, oxidation in the, um, in the processing of it. Cold pressed doesn't mean anything. Uh, uh, Andreas uh, figured out how to do it with virtually no friction and no heat. These are Myron Glass. He's had them tested. They're not oxidized. Oxidized oil, you put them in your body and they'll oxidize some more. You don't want to do it. Even from the hippie food store, be careful. These are the most amazing oils ever. Uh, black cumin seed, coriander seed, um, pumpkin seed, black sesame seed, hemp seed. Uh, amazing oils that you can uh, duck, duck, go and say, well, what's black cumin seed for? Man, it, you know, according to them, it's good for coriander is a great one too. So if you want to get some oils into your body and you don't want to hurt yourself, Andre's Seed Oils, we believe, is um, the best oil company ever. Ever, and you can get it through our website on oneradionetwork.com. Andreas Seed Oils, it's the real deal, baby. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. We are back into the lovely land of Panama with Dr. Jennifer Daniels with the greatest hairdo ever. That's great. Great hairdo. Thank you. Hey, before we go, hey, hey's for horses, sorry. But before we go to the emails, I wanted to tell you, because I know you're into doing some really fun things for your body, you're stretching. We got turned on, 
I guess about a month ago. We didn't see you last month because of Christmas. Is get on right. the get on the you know the, the you know the bars that you can do the pull ups on, and you oh, just yes. you get on the bar and you just hang right. Have you ever done exactly. that? Whoa. Yes, I have a bar installed uh, on my kitchen doorway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I mean, I think it's exactly it's, it's incredible. It's a yeah. lot of people probably can't even do that. Really? Well, because when you uh, hang your connective tissue from your hand all the way down Everything. to your knees is pulled and stretched. So if you're not, if you're um, connective tissue or skin, I won't say skin, but your fascia is not elastic enough, you can feel that stretch and pain from your hand all the way down to your knees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's even before you even calculate uh, muscle strength, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hanging, hanging is something that you should approach uh, gradually. In other words, hang with maybe uh, bend your knees so you're only hanging a part of your weight and then more and more and more and then hang with your whole weight once it's okay with you. Mm-hmm. But to just jump into it, a lot of people our age, like over 50, let's say, might not be a good thing to do. Well, I've got 75 Christmases under my belt and I can do 90 seconds, 90 seconds. And I'm working up. Good. It's great. Huh? I'm working up. And it's, it's, now, what about pull-ups? Are you doing pull-ups as well? Are you I working do, on that? I do, but I, I, can, I do like three sets of 10 maybe. Okay, so you're very good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I'm pretty strong for a young ki- for you know for a young kid. With- yes. You know what? And this is really interesting. I wanted to ask you about it. Since doing the hanging, I'm actually gaining weight, and I'm actually losing. I'm I'm you I'm eating less food than I've ever eaten in my life ever, and I'm gaining weight. I'm up to like 128 pounds from 125. Is that possible? I mean, I know it's possible because I see it on the scale. I wonder what that's about. Uh, what I found was as I got into things like gymnastics and taekwondo and much more vigorous stuff, I did gain weight. I gained uh, five to seven pounds. Oh, huh. good. And, I, you know, so there's this, this view of what... Uh, you know, an attractive, healthy person should look like. And you kind of look like that because you don't have a stomach that sticks out. But on the other hand, you don't have this, uh, as a woman, this frail, wispy look, you know. Right. <laughs> I look pretty substantial. So, uh, I mean, I don't look overweight, but I, I look like I'm definitely um, solid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that does happen because the, the muscle builds up and, you know, you have more mass. Yeah, you just have to get more food or something. Okay, let's get to it because we have an hour and a half to go. So what do you say? Okay, Erin. I don't know where Erin lives. Oh, but she says where I live, the hospitals aren't admitting unvaccinated patients for any reasons. So if we have to any have any medical issues, we're on our own. Is there a book you can recommend on how to treat ourselves when we have medical issues? I would be fantastic if you were to write a book, an e-book, discussing many of the possible solutions to medical issues, which you discussed on Patrick's show. Hmm. Thank you very much for that question. Yeah. 
uh, go to vitalitycycles.com and I actually have a home healers course that teaches you how to handle emergencies in your home in less time than it takes for the ambulance to arrive. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like I that. I divide this by, uh, with the help of a search engine, I, I researched the top 25 reasons anybody would go to the emergency room. Wow. And literally gave people home interventions they could do do for each one of those. The course also tells you some very simple lifestyle practices you can implement in your house to prevent all 25 of those. And so I go to vitalitycycles.com and you're looking for the home healers course. The site is being improved now so it's easier to find it. But for me, implementing those things in my life has saved me over $200,000 in health insurance premiums, deductibles, and co-pays. Yeah. So in other words, my life now is totally independent. If the local hospital shuts down or stays open, I wouldn't know because I'm not going there anyway. And um, it's, it's a massive savings of time and money to say nothing of having superior health. You know, I'm a 64-year-old person who does splits and has a a yellow belt with green stripe in Taekwondo. <laughs> so, you know, the, the functional, yeah. <laughs> well, success of it, you know, here I am, here's the evidence. This is what you're going to look like. And I'm telling you, it can make you rich. Who, who could not use another $200,000? Yeah. So I suspect, uh, I'm going to guess that the number one reasons people go to the hospital because they think they're going to die is heart Something, the heart thing? No? Wrong, wrong. Oh, really? Wrong. What's the number one? Well, again, you're talking about the symptom. Let's talk about the cause. Number one cause is dehydration, not enough water. Right. So that's the cause, and that would be the cause of actually the top 10 things. So trauma, which many people are afraid of, is very low on the list. And in the Home Healers course, I even tell you what to do about broken bones and how to fix them. Really? I even tell you what to do about pain and how to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, we, call, we, we cover it. And at the end of the process, you are totally armed and effective and really ready to handle whatever comes. That's great. So I that's can tell you how to get together an emergency kit tailored just to you and your family. Because what the type of emergency you're going to have, say, as a 40-year-old, as a 60-year-old, as a 10-year-old, very different. And so I go over what those emergencies are and, and what you need to do to be prepared for them. Very cool. That's VitalityCycles.com. The Home yep. Healers Course. Correct. Same place you get your Vitality Capsules. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's great. Well, it's an e-book then, the, the Home Healers thing? Uh, it's better. It's videos, it's audios, and then I have recipes for certain um, healing formulas, some formulas you'll want to make and just keep on the shelf for emergencies. Others you can whip up in three to five minutes when you need them. So we have all of those as well. So you, you mix up these little potions and you have them just in case. Correct. Hmm. And my just in case formula, I personally have not had to result to the, resort to them in over five years. In other words, if you just do the basic preventative stuff, which is super simple, we're talking, uh, you know, drinking your water, pooping regular, you know, it, you know it's just not uh, complex. Doesn't take up a lot of your time either. Um, it will prevent you from having any of these issues. Mm -hmm. well, that you might want to go to the doctor. That's for. a good thing. 
Cheryl writes in, can you please ask Dr. Daniels what her treatment protocol for psoriasis is? I was a patient of Dr. Daniels, but she's not seeing people anymore, so I've got to do this on my own. All right, so let's talk about psoriasis. What causes psoriasis and why everyone has it all of a sudden? How do I know everyone has psoriasis all of a sudden? Because if you go back in the medical emails they're giving doctors, literally, uh, they send out a blizzard of about 10 a day. And I'm like, what's going on? In the last year, the, there's been five emails a day on psoriasis. I'm like, when did psoriasis get to be like a big deal? But what happens is people have adopted a lifestyle situation that creates psoriasis. That would be uh, your skinless meats, for example. So psoriasis is caused by malnutrition and weakness of the skin because you're not eating enough skin. Some people eat chicken skin, that's fine. Or you can eat pork skin or you can eat beef skin. Um, personally, I'd recommend uh, pork or beef skin, a little stronger, tougher skin that's more similar to human skin. So that's really the problem is that people have voluntarily malnourished themselves by not eating the skin and also by lowering their cholesterol. And then third, if that's not enough, by um, taking certain medications. So the main cause of psoriasis, as far as doctors are concerned, is I don't know, or medications. So that's the cause of psoriasis. So what's the cure? The cure is, you know, pig ears. My favorite would be pig ears because pig ears have a tremendous amount of skin per pound of pig ears. And all you do is basically pressure cook it for two hours, add your favorite spice mix. It can be uh, curry. It can be ras el hanu. It can be some barbecue sauce, whatever it is mm. you like that can help you get it down. Um, and eating about a uh, half pound of that a day. Now you still have to eat your vegetables you know you still have to eat maybe a, a cup a day of cooked vegetables a cup a day of salad but that's the basic hmm. cure pig ears i wonder if most people can get pig ears like we're able to oh. well you're in the united states so if they're in the united states they should be able to get them just like you do there's not a restriction well they're starting to restrict under the pretense of good for you health um they're banning the sale of any animal skin in the United States because the skin of the animal life sticks infected. Well, I mean, you're pressure cooking the stuff for two hours, for goodness sake. Any infection it has is well, <laughs> <it's I'm>... gone. <laughs> or you can simmer it for 12 hours, your choice. So um, to say that um, the skin might have parasites is uh, clearly disingenuous. I agree. You know, and there's it's a, not true. There's a whole war on meat going on here, Doc. In this no, 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 no. Let's not be specific. Let's, let's be specific. It's a war on your health. Well, okay. Uh, to malnourish you, yeah. right? So certain, it would like be, with, to exclude meat from your diet forever and ever is like excluding all vegetables from your diet forever and ever. There's certain nutrients in vegetables that are just not in meat. Certain nutrients you need in meat, they're just not in vegetables. There's I mean, not. clearly B12, for example. Everyone, no one's going to argue about that. If you don't eat any meat, you ain't getting no B12. But they're trying to convince people that a B12 shot or B12 sublingual is better than quarter pound or half pound of liver. Of course, it's not. But the point is, all this misinformation, disinformation is designed to get people to voluntarily malnourish themselves. Hmm. 
And so if you have psoriasis, uh, that's what has happened is you have voluntarily malnourished yourself. Okie pokey dokey. Can Dr. Daniels explain lactic acid and how to flush it from the system? I get a lot of muscle cramping and inflammation, and I don't know why. I try to stretch and massage areas, and the pain seems to move around from shoulders to knees to calves, etc. Okay, so you don't have a lactic acid problem. So how would you have a lactic acid problem? Lactic acid is a byproduct of anaerobic metabolism. In other words, if you're um, weightlifting and uh, you're burning up so many calories, more calories than what you have breathed in oxygen for, then your body will say, oh, we need more energy. We're going to use metabolism to create energy without oxygen, and that creates lactic acid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this person, just by their uh, description, <laughs> this ain't no power lifter we're talking to. <laughs> So this person has the opposite problem, which is stasis, lack of circulation. And lactic acid accumulates in that situation just because the blood's not circulating. You're just not circulating enough blood to pick it up and dump it out. So the cure then is to drink a lot more water. So this person needs to drink a lot more water and they need to move a lot more, sit a lot less. So just the joints they describe that is moving in shoulder, knees. These are joints that are literally frozen in place as you sit. So I tell this person, for God's sake, stop sitting. Oh, what am I going to do? You're going to either lay down or you're going to stand up. So lay down or stand up. And even when you lay down, these joints are in a relaxed position that allows blood to circulate to them and clear out these toxins that are causing this person's pain. So this person needs to drink more water and they need to eat more uh, vegetables. Let me be very clear. Iceberg lettuce. Let me recommend uh, a half pound of iceberg lettuce a day in that you drink your body weight divided by 60, that many liters a day. And then just try walking. And you need to walk in a casual manner as if you have no particular place to go and no particular time to get there. Just walk. And for this person's description, I would recommend they walk on the level, no hills there. Uh, you know, just take your time. And then over time, it's going to happen, and you'll notice you have a lot less pain, and you're going to be able to do things like go up small hills. But that's this person's problem, is that they're way too sedentary, and they're not eating enough iceberg lettuce or drinking enough water. Okay, so I thought when I first heard that, that you were being silly about iceberg lettuce, but because we've been told for many years that it's the worst lettuce that. ever, but you're saying it's <laughs> not? Is that... <laughs> Really? Iceberg lettuce, it's the most powerful liver cleansing lettuce. You're just making this up. You're just making this up. No, no, no. I learned this from a shaman that I met. (laughs) Really? uh, In my travel. And I was like, what? Really? And he said, you know, these shamans, they're very mysterious, right? They don't give you a whole lot of details. But he told me that I needed to to drink the juice of iceberg lettuce. It's the only lettuce that would Oh, juice it. So if you juice... If you juice iceberg lettuce yeah. and drink it, it's like... <laughs> really? One of those. And if you study the different um, flavors and their actions, bitter is the flavor that stimulates the bile ducts and cleans the liver most vigorously. Yes, ma'am. So you're not going to get this from your spring mix. 
Um, so this person, so even if you eat the lettuce and just chew it, you don't do the juicing. You're going to get the uh, bitter effect and the liver cleansing effect. Fascinating. Now clearly this person obviously could benefit from vitality capsules, which would give them three poops a day and that would clean out uh, the waste that's settling in their joints. And so whenever you have a pain that goes this joint, that joint, the other joint, it's kind of looking for an exit. It's actually a good sign that your immune system is actually working. So if that person could poop three times a day, oh wow, they would feel so much better because they have an active immune system that's actually looking for a place to put these toxins. Yeah. And if you poop three times a day, your immune system will say, oh my God, put it in the toilet, the toilet. So, and your pain will go away. So you, could, you, could you cook the iceberg lettuce with some benefits, cook it? I, mean, I don't see why it make work for yourself. Well, I mean, what if, I mean, I like to cook my lettuce. I, I cook most of my lettuce. I wonder, but I... Okay, so I don't cook lettuce. I, oh, you I don't cook refuse it? to cook lettuce. Yeah. Um, so why don't I cook lettuce? I don't know. One reason I don't cook lettuce uh, is because all of my clients I've had over the years who cooked their lettuce have had health problems. <laughs> really? I don't have <laughs> any health problems. That's, I've been cooking my lettuce for 30, 40 years. Oh. Well, let's just say they get better benefit if they cook a, a tougher vegetable like collard greens. Oh, I do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do that. So that's something to cook. That's just, that's lettuce, just one really, of the things. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm not aware of any health benefits of cooked lettuce over raw. I am aware of health benefits of raw lettuce. So that's all I can remember. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think collards and kale, they're the bomb, right? Really good for you. I love those. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, cool. Okay, my grandma used to cook lettuce. That's where I got it from. She lived in 96. Uh, not in my family. No? Okay, no. how about this? Um, oh, here's a new one. Can you ask Dr. Jennifer what to eat for flexibility? <laughs> well, I'd certainly be the person to ask about that. <laughs> so as I was doing my splits and back bends and encouraging my peers to just do the same, <laughs> Many of my friends got back to me and said, Jennifer, this is not possible. And, other, and one guy said to me, he, says, he just got so frustrated. He said, you must be eating rubber bands. And my immediate reaction was, he's ignorant. And I said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's right. He's right. I am eating beef tendons. I'm eating beef tendons and I'm eating uh, pig tendons. Hmm. And so that's what you eat for flexibility. The actual tendons of the aminal, right? That's Yeah, and you got to cook them a long, long time because mm. they are super tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very, uh, very tough. So you have to cook them for, I would say, two hours. Pressure cook for two hours. Do you have one of those instant pots? Have you ever used those? Exactly. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. They're good things, aren't they? Have, have you ever used yeah. the baskets in the Instant Pot? What are the... I just got some baskets, but I don't know what to do with them. The baskets? Um, you also got the high-end uh, Instant Pot. So the Instant Pot I got just has a uh, tri trivet in the bottom with the two handles you can lift stuff out. I see, yeah, yeah. But you have a basket. So Instant Pot is really evolving very quickly. I first got my Instant Pot about, I'd say, five years ago. yeah. So, uh, the basket, 
The reason for the basket is a lot of things do better if they don't sit in the juices that are created. Oh, I see. And if they sit on the bottom of the Instapot, they can burn. I gotcha. So I would use the basket for um, a meat that you don't want to sit on the bottom of the Instapot. Now, if you don't have the basket, not a problem. You just put um, some onion quarters in the bottom of your pot or leaves of cabbage. And the leaf of cabbage will, um, or leaves plural, like maybe two or three layers, that will burn on the bottom and your meat will not. I see. Yeah. It'll cook and steam cool. nicely. How do, you, how do you cook your pig ears? You get raw pig ears, right? Raw? Yeah, I get raw pig ears. Uh, I just toss them against the pot with about a cup of water and uh, hit two hours pressure cook. Two hours? Wow. Wow. I like mine totally soft. Uh, the chewiness and the crunchiness gives me the creeps. It creeps me out. <laughs> so as you eat this unusual, extremely healthy food that's been not in your life for decades or since you've been born, you really have to kind of work with yourself mm -hmm. and realize what grosses you out and what's going to give you the least amount of grossness and allow you to eat it. <laughs> least so, amount of grossness. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So if you're a piggier person, let's say you've been eating pig ear at your mother's knee, so to speak, uh, you're going to like it a little more, a little uh, less done with where you have the cartilage crunch, you know, the crunchiness. It'll be like potato chips, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but for someone like me, <laughs> who did not have figures as a kid, that crunchiness just gives me the creeps. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. We get the uh, dried pig ears at the farmer's market along with the fresh. And Doodle, my dog, she loves dried. The, I give her one of those. She just loves them. She just thinks they're great. They're dried. I showed yes. them to you. Remember, I showed you a picture. Yeah, they're picture. They're yes. cool. Um, this is great. Um, this is from George. Does Dr. Jennifer eat grains? Oh. Absolutely. Well, just the other day, I had beans and rice. Beans and rice? Mm -hmm. Rice would be considered a grain, I think. Yeah. And I even eat uh, bread. In fact, I have some dough in the refrigerator resting. I'm going to make some scallion pancakes tomorrow. If you let the dough rest overnight, you get a flakier product. Ooh, yeah. Do you do anything special to the grains? Soak them, sprout them, or you just go for it? Again, I do not create work for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So the reason for mixing the dough and letting it rest in the refrigerator overnight is so that uh, the flour gets hydrated and the final uh, product is a lot flakier and softer. Mm-hmm. But I used to uh, soak my rice and sprout the rice, and I followed all that stuff, and I tried it out, and the rice didn't taste very good anymore. Because if you soak it and sprout it, and then you cook it in the same water, it has this sour uh, yeah. edge to the flavor. But if you drain it, then, you know, it's... It's just it's just rice, so I don't I didn't see any health benefit uh, or harm in soaking it and sprouting it, but it was just another step. Understood, Linda in Michigan. Can I give Vitality capsules to my cat? And if so, how much? Okay, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, be careful there. I don't have that information. Yeah. Yeah. What can you give your cat to make them poop? That's the real story here. Right. 
Uh, so if you want your cat to poop, you can give them raw meat. Right. Or a little oil. Every now and then I would give my cat some oil if they had little fur balls, you know, and they would just poop. And Yeah, you can put some oil, like maybe some olive oil yeah. in their food. Yeah, I would yeah. just use oil. Vitality capsules could be a, a, a different, an interesting experience. Or, you know, for might give some pets problems. So that's sure. why I don't, and I don't know that much about cats, so I don't know. I understand. A good friend of mine writes, uh, Brian, who is 52, has been on statins for a few years and he's doing well, but is open to getting off statins. What could be a good plan that I could recommend for him to safety get off that? It's always tough when you're dealing with somebody else and not you, but maybe he just wants to help his friend get off statins. Okay, so his friend does not write this. So, so it's unlikely any advice I'm giving the friend is going to follow. Exactly. However, exactly. I will kindly answer the question. Thank you very much. <laughs> First of all, lowering your cholesterol itself is misguided. You actually should elevate your cholesterol, and a nice goal would be a cholesterol of about 300. Mm-hmm. So, what should a friend do to get off the cholesterol drugs? You just start eating liver about meh, half a pound to a pound a day with, of course, uh, white rice, green beans, and a salad. And after he's been eating his liver for about two or three days, he should just cut his statins in half, cut them in half, cut them in half. Each two or three days, cut it in half. At the same time, eat it, continuing his liver. Once he's got his uh, statin stopped, which should take, I don't know, about a week or so, uh, then he can see how much liver he needs to eat. And he's and um, he can just cut back his liver. If he feels lousy, increase the liver again and the, for a few days and then cut back the liver. The kind of lousy he's going to feel is he'll feel maybe a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. How do you do liver in uh, Instapot? I don't. You don't? So No, I don't. You cook but it with I would onion. imagine what you would do is you would do it on the saute setting. So I would put some baking grease in there um, put some salt and pepper on the liver and um, fry it on the saute setting, if you're going to do that. With onions, too? Yeah, with onions. But the liver cooks so quickly that the Instapot advantage is not great. I see. Yeah. Um, it cooks quickly, and you have to give it your attention while you're cooking it. Yeah. So the Instapot is great for something that takes a period of time to cook, requires your attention, and will become lousy if you don't give it your attention. So it's wonderful for rice. It's wonderful for uh, pressure cooking, meat or braise something you would braise like say maybe you would simmer it for three or four hours and it's going to burn or stick to the bottom if you don't keep up with the water maybe even if you do those are great instapot type dishes things where you can just put it in there take the button and leave but with liver even if you do it in an instapot you have to give it your, your total attention while it's cooking yeah exactly uh here's one for you could the plate in my wrist from a broken arm several years ago, be causing my long brown hair to thin so much that it breaks at the scalp. Is there something I can eat to strengthen my hair? Also, could a parasite be chewing at the root and causing it Let's to break? Stop right now. We've got the answer. Stop right now. Okay. This guy's fantasizing. He's getting off in the tall grass. This is the girl. This is young, a woman. A woman. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> the wrist broke, and it was fixed with plates. Why did the wrist break? Let me help you. The wrist broke because the person had a poor diet, low in connective tissue. That same diet is now causing her hair to fall out. So the same thing that caused the wrist to break is also causing her hair problems. So we can fix both 
with a dietary change. Uh, so work through that. So the you're plate is incidental. You're the plate is incidental. The plate, so you're suggesting that this person, because their hair is falling out, needs more what kinds of foods? Well, the hair is attached to a follicle. Yes. A follicle of 100% connective tissue. It's just all collagen. Ah, collagen. The bone needs collagen to be elastic. When it doesn't have the collagen, the bone is brittle and <laughs> breaks. So the same deficiency caused both. Her immune system let the bone break. Ooh, get your attention. Didn't get her attention. Instead, she went and got a plate. Her immune system went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so now the immune system is letting her hair fall out. It's like, can I get your attention now? She's like, oh, no, 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 I'm only 16. Or however old she is. So, yeah. She could do, um, the pig ears would be the best in terms of the hair follicle. Mm -hmm. But the uh, cow's feet would take care of both. It would, it would make her wrists stronger. And it would also help her hair from falling out. She should notice that the wrist, even though it has the plate in it, while it does function, it's kind of not as strong. And that's because the bone, the plate's attached to is weak. Okay. So she doesn't feel like that wrist is super strong. And she's not going to because the bone is attached to is so weak. But the cow feet see are one of the best ones to go to. It'll yeah. fix both of her problems. Yeah. yeah. The cow feet with the skin, no skin, no cure. No skin. <laughs> no skin, no cure. Yeah. Uh, Mary writes in to Dr. Jennifer Daniels as we're live here today on January 24, 2022. We're also streaming yeah. live on Telegram, but we're not streaming live on Facebook because they would <laughs> delete the whole channel if we do. Okay. Um, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> uh, dear Patrick, please ask Dr. Daniels. They are putting out threads that smallpox will be the next pandemic. What does Jennifer have to say about prevention and ways to defeat this particular viral, viral virus if contracted? Okay, so let's talk about prevention. So how do you catch smallpox? Smallpox, the spread of smallpox is very straightforward. It's a fecal oral route. You have got to eat someone else's feces. There aren't too many ways to do that without directly getting your feces in your you know, directly in some way. One is through the water supply. So if the government just can, they can just drop it in the water supply. So drink distilled water. Do not drink tap water. You should have given up tap water in the United States a long time ago. But the way to create a pandemic is to just simply dump stuff in the water supply. And that creates exactly what we've seen with the plague uh, that has beset the nation in the past two years. There's no way person-to-person -person spread can account for the massive um, outbreak. So water supply. Divorce yourself, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, from any <laughs> municipal water supply. Yeah, it can run through your house. Yeah, it can mop the floors with it. But definitely don't cook your food with it and don't drink it. So that's uh, number one prevention. Next prevention is wash your hands before you eat. Um, smallpox in the United States was eradicated basically by indoor plumbing. So the next step, if you want to spend some more money, is to have your own private bathroom. And most people in the United States, that's actually not a problem because there's so many bathrooms and homes now and so few people. So that would, those are the basic precautions to keep from getting it. And those precautions were actually enough, not the vaccine, were enough to eradicate a smallpox. So if you just stick to those precautions, you should have no problem. I would say even if you go to a restaurant, um, 
you know, bring her own jug of distilled water. They want to pay you five bucks. If they want to charge you five bucks to drink your own water, then hey, pay the five bucks. It's better than paying five bucks and eating contaminated water. What about, yeah, what about bottled water? Good question. Bottled water is highly, highly, highly regulated. And the people who make bottled water have to put in the bottled water what the government allows and what the government insists on. So it's not always a good uh, hedge. Yeah. For example, I went to Brazil, and I was in Brazil for you know, two weeks about, at least 10 days. Uh-huh. So I just knew, silly me, that I could go <laughs> to another country and I could just find some reverse osmosis or distilled water. Either one, right? Not a problem. In all of Brazil, I went to all kinds of stores and I went to several different cities. Every single bottle of water had uh, chlorine and fluoride in it. In it, in the bottled water? Yeah, so it was on the label. What did it say? Well, it was not on the label. Whoa. So obviously it was the government regulation. Hmm. And it's the same thing in the United States. And these people who bottle water, they are under government control. They have got to put in that water what the government says. And when what the government says is not always on the label. Uh, can, can I do something? Would you do me a flavor? Uh, I think I have a FedEx thing at the door. At this moment, right. I do, and I'm just going to put you on. I'm going to turn my mic off, and then you get and to I'm chat. And you can just chat it up, okay? Okay, I'll chat it up. Because you're good. <laughs> you can do it. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Daniels. All right, so I think what we've learned over the past uh, two years is that no matter how bad things are, things appear to be, a lot of times they're really not that bad. One thing that's being pushed now as a fear point is the whole supply chain thing. And I just want to give you a perspective from someone who's outside the United States. So at a time when they're telling people in the U.S. that for whatever reason, the shelves are empty and they're giving you all kinds of reasons for it, the shelves here have never been more full. And all the high-end high end, convenience items um, that before I could never get here are now available. I mean, literally, my Amazon ordering has plummeted because I can get things like a special pastry sheet where you roll out your crust and it shows you the circle just the right size for your pie. I mean, really? They have such incredible high-end specialized items that are now available here. So what's really going on? What's really going on, and this is my opinion in terms of the why, the why is the value of the dollar is becoming so low at such a fast clip that distributors, even in the United States and outside the United States, are putting their goods in other markets in other countries. And the cause is the low value of the dollar and the management of the currency. And that companies that have products are diversifying and sending those products to a range of countries. Now, another way to, to realize that supply chain has nothing to do with shipping issues or blah, 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 that you can go online, whatever search engine you want, and search for a map of all the cargo ships in the world. Where are they? And you will see they are randomly distributed throughout the world, just like they've always been. So um, I think the thing to realize is there are things happening, but the reasons why they're happening are most certainly not the reasons that you're being given. Now, the reason I've just given you, it might not be correct either. But what I can tell you 
is the deluxe specialized American lifestyle items are showing up in abundance uh, where in other countries, in other shops and stores. So the items are still being produced. The items are still available. For some reason, they're deliberately not being made available to you. And, you know, those of you who are into searching out the why and all this other stuff, you can dig a little deeper into this and maybe you'll find that I'm correct or maybe you'll find that I'm uh, not correct. When I say not correct, I mean not correct in my reasoning as to why these items are being sent to other places in the world. I'll even give you an example. I've been living outside the United States for 13 years. I've never, ever been able to find a real hot dog. I mean, like a, a tasty hot dog. Nathan's world famous 100% Angus beef hot dogs have shown up in my local store. I'm like, what? <laughs> now the price is not low. But what I'm trying to say is these deluxe items are now showing up uh, around the world, easily accessible uh, to whoever can afford them. And they're not being by choice sold in the United States. So that is a very interesting thing. Um, I don't know, like I said, why things are being made, why it's being made so difficult for Americans to get things. But even with Vitality Capsules, my own product, right? Um, over the past, I'd say four years, it's become very clear that it's more and more difficult to sell it in the United States. Not because it's a natural product, nothing like that. It's just simply selling anything in the United States. It's just simply more difficult and more cumbersome. Every step of the sales process has been made more difficult. And so even I have had to consider do I still want to sell in the United States? Do I still, you know, want to deal with that customer base? It has nothing to do with the customer in particular. It just has to do with the just difficulty of getting that done. It's like, for example, we talk about the great resignation in the United States where people just say, you know what? I, I, I can't, uh, I'm just not going to work anymore. And people are deciding to, to live a more modest lifestyle or whatever they have to do. They're just not going to work. Why? It's become very complicated. Um, you know, you have to get injected with mysterious materials. Um, you have to get stuff shoved down your throat. Um, your boss can shoot you with a gun and it's not his fault. So everything has just become more difficult. And why it's being made more difficult, again, I, I don't have a good read on that, but it is being made more difficult. One thing you should not make more difficult, and that is your health. So what's becoming really obvious is the difficulty of interacting with the healthcare system, the difficulty of getting your objectives met by the system. And this is why I have the Home Healers course. And personally, myself, I stopped engaging the healthcare system in about 1990, I want to say 94. And it has really been just the best decision I've made in terms of increasing my disposable income as well as increasing my health. So you can go to vitalitycycles.com, check out the Home Healers course, 
and at least simplify your life. And no matter what the economic future might bring, at least you can be healthy as you handle it. Did you have fun? I was out in the rain. It was exciting. I was seeing that oh, FedEx. Great. Oh, yeah, it was great. It's invigorating, yes. And so you don't have the package theft issue. You just ran right out there and met that guy. And said, hey, I did. You know, I, it's sorry to do that, but I was been trying to get this package for ten days, and they had the snow. They had the snow going on in Memphis, and it's been a disaster. Then the guy came theoretically a week ago, and he said, "Oh, I went there and knocked on the door, and he wasn't there." And it's not true. He just couldn't find my place. You know, he just said, "No." I, you have the dog barking, right? Even today, of course, the that's door, what I told FedEx. I said, "Yes." I said, "There's no way he knocked on the door." Doodle, see. She detects cars in the parking lot for good. And so, you know, whatever. But right. I got the package. Right. So what would you talk about? Your home healers course and whatever. I talked about that. I talked about the uh, supply chain issue. and uh, you Oh, know. I missed that part. Oh, God. Oh, well. It's okay. You, right. can see, you can listen on the replay. I'll listen on the, on the replay. Okay. Um, let's do this. I do, I do have to do another break. But this is... Kind of complicated, but all right, this fellow really wants an answer, so we're going to do this. Uh, Lawrence, he's in Chicago. I came across some videos about Gilead, the makers of Truvita, T-R-U-V-E-D-A, an HIV thing. They're being sued. They're being sued because this Truvita causes bone loss and kidney failure and because they had a cheaper drug that only caused less damage, not so much damage. Um, so he goes on, people, gay men. Can you find a question mark in there? I, I'm working on it. Uh, he's working on it. People, gay men, I guess he is one, take this drug so that they can have unprotected sex, like advertised in the Truvita commercials. Oh, they say that? Of course, on the package insert, it tells you that Truvita can not protect you from HIV if you're having unprotected se sex. So he says... Uh, can you ask Dr. Daniels what she thinks is really going on here? Maybe this is there a way of phasing out, or maybe it's their way of phasing out the HIV/AIDS scam. Up there, I think it is their way of phasing out the HIV/AIDS scam. Mm. Uh, but let's answer the real question: If you like to have unprotected sex and you don't want to catch diseases, answer is ivermectin. You can read the package insert and list all the sexually transmitted diseases that ivermectin protects you from if you take it once a month. <laughs> hey, there's a, good, there's a deal right there. So you've got to focus on uh, what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. As far as HIV goes, you, are, you have HIV if you believe you have it. So having HIV is a lot like having cooties. Uh, in fact, it's exactly like having cooties. So <laughs> if you believe you have HIV, you have it. If you don't believe you have it, you don't have it. So um, there is no, um, and what can I say? There is no virus that causes it. There isn't even a constellation of diseases that, that characterize it. So when I was um, in medical school, 1983, on my way out the door, <gasps> they said, there's HIV, it's, 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 it's epidemic, it's going to kill everyone, wipe out all of humanity. And um, by the way, we know it's AIDS because the person has a character characteristic rash, so the purplish blue rash that's slightly raised and irregular borders. Okay. 
and it has a T3 uh, depressed T3, T4 cell count. Okay, so those two characterize the disease. Fast forward to last time I checked, which was I think 2020, you can Google HIV rash. It is every rash under the sun. Allergic rash, petechial rash, uh, hmm. every single boils, everything. So there is no HIV rash anymore. They're like, oh, yeah, any rash you got? Yeah, we'll call HIV. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, take our drugs. <laughs> so uh, the T3, T3, T4 count, you can have a, a depressed T3, T4 count which means you definitely have an acquired immune deficiency syndrome for sure. But, oh, no, no, we're not going to call it that because, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, you're a married white male in the suburb and we can't really explain to your wife why you have it and she doesn't. So, uh, wait, wait, you, you put you aside. So, <laughs> there's all this, you would call it gerrymandering if you, you know, if it was voting, right? Um, so, with, with HIV, it's just um, how long can we kick the can down the road and keep people taking these so-called drugs? But if you are gay or heterosexual, and you just want to have unprotected sex and not get a sexually transmitted disease, ivermectin is your drug. Hmm. Did, did, did we answer your question? I think so. But okay. there's some people <laughs> that are actually out there conjecturing the cow and the Kaufman crowd, Lanka, you know, those folks, that the germ theory, non-germ theory people, suggesting that even STDs do not get transmitted between people. Are you on that page with them? You know, I'm different, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's why we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, um, a person can have a parasite and they can share it with another person. Mm -hmm. And that other person they share it with can either be adversely affected or not. And that being affected does depend on the status of their immune system. For example, let's say you have someone with gonorrhea. They actually did this study. You have some with gonorrhea. They have gonorrhea positive, they're dripping pus everywhere, gonorrhea. And you have this person have sex with 10 people, unprotected sex. Right. Only six are gonna get gonorrhea. The other four are not. They're just not. They're not. So what I'm trying to tell you is how do you get yourself to be in that four that are not gonna get it? All right. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the deal. Well, I can remember. I'm going to tell you a little story, quick story. I was 18, Pensacola, Florida, in a Navy town with Navy girls, right? You know Navy girls. I don't know. I mean, there are girls yeah. in the Navy. There are girls yeah. who like to hang around with Navy boys, and they hang around with a lot of Navy boys. And okay. I, I picked up something that was, like, really strange. And I went to the doctor, right. and so they called it nonspecific urethritis, which is probably a non-gonococcal urethritis, uh, what, NGU. NGU, yeah. which is probably a fancy name for what? Gonorrhea or some kind of... It's a name for we don't know. We no, don't. it's not that it means we've done all the tests on it we could do and they're all negative, but you don't feel well. Well, my middle old Mr. Hatch... I'm just telling you the medical... The no, medical, I understand. I'm giving you the English translation of what it means. Yeah. Okay. I, it means we've done all the tests. We've tested you for syphilis, gonorrhea, trichomonas, blah, 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 blah. You still don't feel well. So we're going to give it this basket term of we don't know. And we're going to treat it. That's basically what happened. Right. Well, I, so I guess what I just was going to say is to Cowan and Kaufman and all that who I love, listen, I got something from this girl. What can I tell you? I mean, it was my experience. Let me tell you what you got. Let me tell you what you got. What'd you I, get? Had, I, had, I, get? I had a, a sex partner 
this guy and I have having sex off and on for 30 years about that. <laughs> you rascal, right. you. you rascal. You. And everything, <laughs> everything was just fine. Right. That's somewhere around uh, year 20. Oh, my God. I mean, all this stuff started coming out of me. I was itchy and really? sore. It was a mess. Really? Yeah. I told him. I said, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta upgrade whoever you're messing with. This is not right. <laughs> so he was very, very sad, very unhappy. And so he went and got tested for everything under the sun, even the fictitious HIV. Yeah. All of his tests came back negative. Yeah. But I was like, I, was like, I still have this issue. And so what happened, um, so I really thought about it. And of course, I did all you know, garlic douches, blah, blah, blah. And it cleared up. But I said, look, dude, you and I are going to have to use condoms. That's just all there is. And I other partners, no problem, no problem. So the real problem was that he had something in his blood, his circulation. Maybe it was the pH of it, um, his diet. All he ate was uh, pasta, smoked salmon, and wine. That was his whole diet. Uh, so that combined with me being on a vegan diet, you know, there was work. probably no hope for <laughs> <laughs> my it? skin integrity. But uh, so I would um, go back to those terrain people and, and, and agree with them on this one. Mm -hmm. That what really happened was your situation at age 18, which is, by the way, since you were 18, you were rapidly growing, rapidly developing, and you had a uh, connective tissue, we'll call it shortage, because your body is using it to make your bones stronger, to make you yeah. bigger, mm -hmm. and just grow. <laughs> and then you had the encounter with this uh, Navy uh, person. <laughs> Maybe she was a heavy drinker, and, and, and her environment had a high solvent content and destroyed your skin and gave sure. you sores, for example. So the sexually transmitted disease part of it we can say flat out that's not what it was. We know that because they tested you for everything they know they knew about and found nothing. Okay, yeah. so we know that that wasn't it. And in my case, again, the same thing. Test the guy for everything and found nothing. So when I changed my diet up, uh, and then we started having sex again, no condoms, no problem. Yeah. Well, we were all heavy drinking back then. The girls, the boys, and oh well, God, you know, in the navy, you don't. That's all you did was drink. Alcohol is a solvent. Alcohol okay. is a solvent. It dissolves the uh, soft tissue, the connective tissue, collagen there, and so that creates a situation where just the normal friction of sex is going to create open source. There you go. Well, and then if both partners are drinking. Well, there you go. No hope there. Oh, everybody <laughs> was drinking. That's all you did. I mean, that's what you did for a living. You drank. You know. And so the medical industrial complex has uh, successfully rebranded that as, as herpes ah, and as such a disease, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of medicines, yeah. Um, okay, here's an interesting one. Kay, um, I'm starting to have some skin issues that I'm really not happy about. Um, best mm -hmm. foods, uh, creepy skin on my eyelids, around my brow bones, sagging neck under the chin and jowls, find vertical lines develop. So this gal, she's not happy. She's just not happy. Can we look at this 64-year-old skin here? There you go. Is there a sagging jowl? <laughs> I don't see no sagging jowls on you, girl. Exactly. So what should this poor lady do? Yeah. She needs to go get a pig head. A pig and, head. <laughs> yeah, they call it, um, it's called pig face or pig mask. Hmm. 
Mm. And literally, it is the um, the skin, the fat, and the muscles in the pig face in this chunk of meat. Oh my God, it's so tasty! But it will literally rebuild her face and give her a face that doesn't sag. Oh. And I look a lot like this. Oh, and you don't have to do Botox <laughs> or go to plastic surgery. Oh, so do they actually? Because I, as you no. know, we have we have this great. Uh, pig farmer all natural at the farmer's market i get the cheeks and everything is there an actual product that's called face or is it different from the jowls because he has jowls too different uh i think it's the same as the jowls okay it includes the nose you'll have the snout in one piece of it and then if the snout's included you know you got the right part i see you know i i also asked this fellow i thought i would mention it to you i don't like to cook my meat a lot, you know, very rare. And I, I asked him, I said, is that a problem with pork? Because, you know, the, and he goes, not the way we do it. He said, it's a problem with commercial pork. But he said, ah, okay. and you think that, that's, I think it's true. Because he's just natural. Well, true. If you have an animal and the animal's allowed to roam right. and it's allowed to eat a diverse diet, then it's not going to harbor as many parasites. Yeah. So that, that was, is true. Also, oh, this lady also said, she's got a PS. Um, I've seen people online claim that warmed Vicks Vapor Rub will get rid of stretch marks with consistent use. Is that true? Warm Vicks Vapor Rub is going to smooth your skin out, but uh, over time, your skin will get too thin, and then you'll have another problem. So really, she needs to solve the problem up front by just strengthening her skin. Right. But general in skin, you're a fan of castor oil just straight away, right? Straight away castor oil. But again, if you have a structural problem like she has, you need a serious rebuild. Yeah. Uh, the pig face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There always is Botox, but we don't want to do that. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. You can do Botox, but the current problem, Botox is not going to fix. Because Botox gets your skin to sag more. Does it? That's how it gets rid of the horizontal wrinkles. Yes. Huh. It gets rid of the wrinkle by making your skin sag. And your, and your muscles underneath don't act to contract and create. Like, see, if I squeeze this together, it's going to look like I have horizontal lines, right? Mm. Botox means I can never squeeze that together because the underlying muscles have been paralyzed. Yeah. So if she Botoxed her face, it would just sag lower. Yeah, I, I was reading a, a little interview that uh, Nicole Kidman had, and four or five years ago, she did Botox for about six months, and she said, I couldn't move my forehead, so I quit doing it. <laughs> she goes, and she just quit. She looks great. She just quit. Not that. For actresses, they can't get certain roles because they can't be expressive. They can't uh, do this. Yeah, I know. They can't make all those faces to communicate the emotion. The emotion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got more turpentine questions coming up. under your fave, but we have to do this first, so stay I need right more there. water because I really need it. You know, I, I said, oh, I need some more water. Well, I never had that thirst mechanism working as much. Right. Most guy, modern people have lost a lot of the thirst. The thirst mechanism thing. Didn't Batman Gellich talk about that, where you get so dehydrated that your body just gives up? Is it the orb and all the stuff with the hydrogen bubbled water? It's really hydrating ourselves more? I mean, that's, that's the way it works? Well, sure. So hydrogen therapy, what it's doing is it's bringing down oxidative stress by combining the hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, combines with free radicals, and what does it do to them? It turns them to water. So that's hydrating. 
meaning you're taking something that's try, kind of damaging and turning it to water, which is hydrating. Hmm. You're turning it into water, which hydrates you. Boy, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty brilliant. Indeed. How many people are on our show talking about how important to be hydrated? I mean, it's like huge. This could be really a nice thing for you. I love my machine. It's the AquaCure machine. You can click an order. Use promo code One Radio, ten percent discount. Go to our store. Promo code One Radio, lifetime warranty, one year, no questions asked, money back warranty. If you don't like it, doesn't work for you. The AquaCure machine. Promo code One Radio on OneRadioNetwork.com. I've had my machine for over two years, and the one year is up, so. I can't return it because I don't like it, but I love it, so I'm not going to return it. But about a month ago, or three weeks ago, it just stopped. Things happened with machinery. It just stopped. So I emailed George, and new one is on the way. Uh, I, I've had some FedEx karma where the guy, that's the one I was talking about, uh, he just delivered was going to deliver the machine about a week ago, and he couldn't find the place, he said, and sent it back to Canada, so now it's going to arrive again tomorrow, but I miss it. But George will take care of you, and he's, and the way he does it is pretty cool. What he's doing, he's sending a brand new machine, and what you do is you just take your old machine, put it in the box, tape it up, it's all prepaid, and you can call um, FedEx or UPS and send it right back, and you don't have to deal with it. Pretty cool. He's very very keen on making sure that he honors his uh, lifetime warranty. So you're never going to, if you have an issue, he's going to take care of it. It's a wonderful technology. Check out molecularhydrogeninstitute.com if you like to look at peer-reviewed studies on the benefits of breathing hydrogen, Brown's gas, and also, um, actually, molecular hydrogen is just the hydrogen. George's machine is is Brown's gas, which is a step up, but I don't want to get too geeky here, and then drink the water. And click an order, oneradionetwork.com, oneradionetwork.com. We're talking with Brandon Amalani, and he is uh, the man who brings us the Blue Shield technology to keep us all those little EMFs from uh, doing harm to our body. Mr. Brandon, the Blue Shield is a really beautiful little cube, right? That's the main product. And how does this work? Well, the, the cube essentially sends out signals into the environment that entrain the body. So the body is affected by all these electromagnetic fields in this in the environment. Uh-huh. And when Blue Shield's introduced into the environment, the body starts sympathetically resonating with it. And what we found over 30 years of development is that the body prefers the algorithm, the frequency range, the randomization of frequencies that are exposed into the environment, and the body stops attacking EMF or perceiving the EMF as a threat. And what this does is it normalizes white blood cell count, and it also starts to um, reduce inflammation markers from the body trying to attack the EMF. So essentially, what's happening is the body is basically normalizing and reallocating immune power to the body and it makes the body stronger and more well regulated good job brandon that's an excellent explanation of how this technology works it's called the cube the blue shield see the ad on the front page use promo code one radio for a 10 percent discount get yourself one take care of the whole house that's blue shield right on the front page of one radio network.com a lot of really strange uh articles about 5G and 
4G. Many people conjecture that some of these things have been involved with uh, different quote-unquote uh, plagues and stuff going back to um, you know, Sp- uh, Spanish flu and all that working its way up. Pretty interesting. We don't know exactly what they do, but uh, who knows? Well, why not just uh, protect yourself as much as possible? I have one here in the studio, and I also have uh, one downstairs. And I've got this little guy, which I can pull out if I can grab it. This little pumpkin that you just uh, charge up with your USB thing on your computer. You can see it, and you can carry this in your purse or your pocket, and this helps the body uh, as you're driving through the city with all these cell phone towers to deal with uh, uh, cell phone towers in 5G, 4G, 6G, who knows, 12G. They'll come out with 13G by the time they're done. It just helps the body to deal with them. It's a very interesting technology. It's not trying to, to block them or anything like that. But it's been proven to work in, in studies with animals. Uh, you know, when they, the chickens can actually actually lay more eggs and, you know, don't, don't die as quickly. So it's pretty cool. Uh, we think it's a valuable technology. It's the Blue Shield technology. Use promo code OneRadio on OneRadioNetwork.com. So I think... If I can press the right button, we can get back here. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Daniels, tell us about Vitality, Vitality Systems, right.com. Tell us about that, please. Vitality Capsules, Vitality Cycles, Vitality Cycles. 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 Sorry, I keep cycling. VitalityCycles.com. Oh, VitalityCycles.com is our new uh, branding. And that's because we realized that life uh, has cycles. And that Vitality Capsules are actually part of that cycle and help you in every cycle of your life. Oh, I like it. Also, there are different phases people go through, you know, in their desire to be healthy and have control of their health. And we offer products to help people at different cycles. So mm-hmm. we have Vitality Capsules, which helps people to cleanse and evacuate your body, promotes their blood circulation throughout their body, so waste can be cleansed from more of the body, and the nutrients they eat can reach more of their body. And then for people who are, want to be even more hands-on, we have the Home Healers Program, which helps people uh, become independent in their healthcare. So regardless of the availability of uh, public service or various cultural uh, systems, one can maintain health and be healthy. And this is a series of videos, recordings, PDFs, Herbal recipes, instructions that I compiled over a period of more than a year of doing a private group program where people were allowed to ask questions, which I answered every last question. And also, I would give a special teaching or information on a particular topic and help people understand how they can handle it at home themselves, if there are supplements available that address it, how they address it, and the alternatives between using food, uh, supplements, herbs. And so it gives you a lot of flexibility 
And this is something um, I've used myself. It's helped me save, save over 200000 in simply health insurance costs over the past uh, 20 years. Excellent. Good job. This is interesting. Jack is in Panama. He's a neighbor. Nice. And he's, oh. he's been trying to deal with you know, the VIX with the cataract like you recommended a little bit, a dab. But he said he can't find turpentine in Panama or he can't find VIX with turpentine in Panama. Is that true? Uh, yes and no. Oh. Uh, yes, he cannot find VIX with turpentine on the label in Panama, but it does. it is in the bottle. Oh. Right. So there's different labeling requirements from country to country as well. But uh, let me just see my... Um, for my my VIX bottle. If you wait yeah. a minute, I'll just run and get my VIX bottle. Sure. Sure. She's running to get her VIX bottle. Yeah, now the ones, the VIX that we get here, like at the HEB and Dripping Springs, they actually say turpentine right on the bottle, but I never thought about that idea. I I, I wouldn't suspect and that VIX is going to change their formula after selling one of the best-selling little products for the chest, you know, you know, to get things to come out for 50 years. Okay, here's my big bottle. Yeah, do you have, is it turpentine on the label, girl? Oh, I have the VIX here. Let's see what is this. It's VIX Vapor Rub. We have to peel off the price tag, $3.75. Made in Nicaragua, of all places. <laughs> Made in Nicaragua. Wow. Oh, right here. Now, where are the instru- the ingredients even? I think they're squarely under. It doesn't even say. They don't even have the ingredients on the label? That's weird. Unusual. You know, usually you're supposed to have it. Yeah. Moro de Emplo, how to use, how to administer. Everything's in Spanish. Oh. Oh, all it says is um, camphor, menthol, and eucalyptus. Oh, it doesn't have turpentine on the label. Well, there's a few other ingredients missing too. Like it should have at least the um, yeah. petroleum jelly. Well, you, you're probably correct. Oh, here it is. I oh. found it. I found yeah. it. Formula. Each 100 milligrams contains menthol, eucalyptus, excipients. <laughs> That's all it says. That's all it says. Well, That's all it says. It does not say turpentine. Now, I have used this stuff for my eyes, though, here in, in Panama. It's worked. Yeah. So it, that could be under the excipients. They didn't want to put that on the label for some reason. Uh, it could be under eucalyptus, because eucalyptus is considered to be turpentine. And yeah. it's, it's, in some places, it's used interchangeably. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Um, all right. So that's the answer to that. So, Jack... You can use the the VIX that's available in the store. So you've used it there in Panama, and you can tell it's got the terps in there. 
I've never done that, so I can't say. Okay. I've never. Question. It's never crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, people like to put but a lot why of. Why wouldn't you, right? Why would you? Why would you not know. think to use turpentine enema? The answer is it's a solvent. When you put it in the top end, it goes all the way down to the bottom end, especially taking it with the sugar. So it, it reaches all the parts of your body. The only time you'd even think of putting it in enema is maybe if you have a tumor down there close to the opening. Okay. Uh, you don't want the turpentine diluted before right. it gets to the tumor or something. Question two. Can turpentine be nebulized for cold and flu? It's even simpler than that. So I imagine it could be nebulized, but that's not the way I recommend it. The way I recommend it is to take a quart of water, bring it to a boil, pour it in a glass or a metal bowl, put 10 drops of turpentine on the water you just boiled, lean over it, put a towel over your head uh -huh. and the bowl, and breathe in through your mouth. And it goes straight to your lungs and opens things up. Cool. In general, though, I recall, haven't you said over the years that you don't want to uh, do a lot of it around your face, right? Turpentine? From the you don't want to put it in the oil on your face. Okay. And the reason you, you don't want to put a direct hit to your brain, that's why you breathe through your mouth. Because you breathe through your nose, it goes straight to your brain. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> breathe through your mouth and then control it because some people feel it's a little bit harsh. So don't take a deeper breath than what you're comfortable with. And then also you might find you want to dial it down to only five drops of turpentine, not 10 drops of turpentine. So you can adjust it to what's comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Would you please discuss with Dr. Daniels her opinion um, that maybe it's possible we shouldn't be killing anything in our body and that even turpentine could be interfering with the cleanup function of microorganisms in the body. Although she does say turpentine doesn't kill, it just encourages the microorganisms that we don't want to leave. Hmm. It encourages every microorganism in your body to cooperate with your immune system. And so the turpentine is not going to interfere with the cleanup function. If anything, it's going to accelerate it. So the microorganisms that are filled with toxins are going to be the ones that are going to be booted out by your immune system. So it just allows your body's immune system to use its judgment on your behalf. I like that. Use its judgment. Exactly. And it does have judgment. <laughs> it, it, it does. Do we know the mechanism, how that does it with the body? Do we know? Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward, actually. Hmm. So let's say you have a bunch of, of uh, balls and they're in a pool, and the pool is overcrowded. Some of the balls are going to have spikes on them, some are going to have holes. And so if you have a ball with a whole bunch of spikes and no holes, well, that ball is going to flow out. And if you have the balls with the spikes and holes, they're going to, they're going to match up. And everything that's not matched up is going to be ejected. Hmm. And so your body has certain type of uh, complementary mechanisms you know, like kind of a lock and key mechanism. And your body can say, okay, we're only going to make so many locks. All right, all the locks are taken. Rest of you guys out of here. Interesting. 
So that's why you take it kind of ongoing to keep this thing happy. Right, to keep that process happy. Moving, yes. Hmm. Hi, Dr. Daniels. My bowels seem to <laughs> my bowels <laughs> seem to have gotten dependent on taking the vitality capsules. Is this bad or especially because sometimes the capsules cause a burning feeling when I use the bathroom? Uh, no, it's not bad. So let's say you stop the vitality capsules. But let's talk about when you started. When you started your vitality capsules, your body was used to having maybe 20 pounds of waste just sitting in the colon all the time. Ooh. And so when you start the vitality capsule, what happens is your body reaches another, a different level. Maybe it's only five pounds of waste in the system all the time. So when you stop the capsules, your body's going to say, oh, okay, we're not going to poop until we get back to that 20 pounds of waste that we've uh, stored up. So that's basically what happens is your body's going back to restoring that waste. Why? Because you still have a modern lifestyle. You still do things like sit in chairs, ride in cars, and you're not doing things like uh, climbing coconut trees. <laughs> so, so it's possible that folks could be carrying around 20 pounds of waste in their colon? say a normal person a person with normal weight is probably carrying a good 10 pounds really if you're a little bit overweight you're probably carrying 20 if you're obese you're carrying 30 to 50 whoa wow remember that story of john wayne have you ever heard that story when john wayne died he had 40 pounds and he had 40 <laughs> pounds of poop in there <laughs> i don't yeah. know if it's a true story I mean, we can laugh we can laugh Poor. But, but that's not an unusual thing yeah wow so even a skinny guy like me or you, we could have 10 pounds floating around in there? I would say 10 pounds, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. But isn't, a, isn't it um, a, kind of the best ever transit time, just 24 hours? Let's be clear. If you put in 10 pounds of food, you can have 10 pounds of stuff come out the bottom end, but still have 40 pounds staying in. You with me? Kind of. So what comes in and what goes out doesn't determine what remains. Kind of. Okay. So what vitality capsules do is it shifts that balance. You're still putting in what you're putting in, but now you're pulling out more and more Cause and of more. Because of the herbs so, and things, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what happens then is the amount that's sitting there allowing uh, poisons, waste, whatever to go back into your system is less and less and less. This is why people feel, oh, I feel lighter. Oh, I feel like I have so much more energy. It's because that amount of poop that's sitting there is less. Gotcha. So before, they would put in two pounds, two pounds would come out. In two pounds, two pounds would come out. But they still had 40 pounds just sitting there. Gotcha. This is why people would diet say, how come I can't lose any weight? Uh, it's not exactly weight. It's waste. I see. <laughs> so, and this, so, this is actually uh, toxin, feces, whatever that's coated on the inside of the colon, sort of. It's more than coated. It is almost done there and packed. It is yeah, full. It's full. It's right It's oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not having a happy day. Okay. I have a yeah. mild, Barbara says, I have a mild urethra prolapse condition. No incontinence. MD offered estrogen. Oh, and I rejected it. With straining bowel movements, vitality capsules are helpful. With decades of trace-only proteinurin. P-R-O-T-E-I-N-U-R-I-A. Can I also take turpentine? So she's got a lot of questions here, Barbara. She's got a lot I'm of things. I have one question. 
what to do about a urinary prolapse? Uh, that's the question I got. Okay. You, did you get another question out of that? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, can I t she wants to know if she can take turpentine. <laughs> I thought she said she already took turpentine and she uh, was taking it. No, Vitality capsules. She takes Vitality capsules. Is she taking turpentine? No one counters MDR for it. With straining of bowel movements, Vitality capsules are helpful. With decades of this protein thing, can I also take turpentine? Okay, can't stick uh, if she's getting her three babblings a day, then yes, she can take turpentine, but why don't we take her time and get rid of the prolapse? How about that? So prolapse means that you have something that ordinarily is in one place and it's slipping into another place on a position where it does not belong. Mm -hmm. So we've got to take her bladder and urethra and pull it back up and put it in place. Yeah, sounds like a tall order, but hey, we can do it. She can do it. She can do it. She can do it. And so she needs to eat, uh, it basically eats some connective tissue. You can actually, well, depends on where you live in the world, but you can actually buy cow bladder or, or a goat bladder or whatever. Or you can eat um, a pericardium. That's a tissue that's similar to bladder tissue. So anyway, this gives her the building blocks to replace and fix her bladder. That's one piece. The other piece is there's a whole structure of muscles around and attached to her bladder. They're supposed to be holding it up in place. Those muscles have gone on vacation. Like, eh, I And so she needs to get those muscles back in the game. Um, my favorite remedy for that is Taekwondo kicks. Wow. Taekwondo kicks will resuspend your whole pelvic anatomy. It'll take your uterus, put it back up in place where it was 20 years ago. Really? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, because it built because of all the kicking and stuff, um, it rebuilds all those muscles in your pelvis. Hmm. So how much taekwondo kicks? Um, probably fifteen kicks two or three times a day. She's gonna when she starts out, she's not gonna be able to do that. But just something to build up to. Are they real high? I've never really. I you could probably go on YouTube. They're very high. high. They're practically doing a split while you stand. Well. Wow. So. Yeah, so her initial kick, I can tell you, it's going to be like two or three feet off the ground is that. <laughs> Pretty cool. But that's okay. Yeah. Keep working on it, you'll get better, yeah. Here's a 50-year-old boy. Uh, mm -hmm. Every few months gets migraine headaches, followed by both eyes swelling closed with heavy weeping of pus from each eye. Uh, in your opinion, what could be causing this? Also, drink primarily distilled water and have regular bowel movements, but he's got a weird thing going on every few months. Every few months, his body has too much toxins and needs to clean out. So he needs to, one, take a really serious look at his diet and get rid of all any chemical-filled food. And he's probably says, oh, I read the labels. Okay, well, if it's got a label with more than one ingredient, don't buy it. So let's, be, let's be clear. The next thing is maybe he eats at restaurants, stop eating at restaurants. Cook at home and use ingredients where there's only one ingredient on the label. Mm -hmm. And he'll mm -hmm. find that that should be enough to cure this thing. I don't know what he means by he has plenty of bowel movements, but let's be personal. Get three a day. Get three a day. Get three a day. <laughs> I say, well, I have enough. I didn't say you need enough. I said you need three. <laughs> well, that's enough. I got enough. Here's Trent. He no, says... No, an, I, I, oh. A lot of people are doing one a day, you know, whatever, yeah. yeah. A nurse practitioner told Trent um, that insisted I, because of my high cholesterol, I must begin statin medication. I informed her that studies indicate 
older people with higher levels of cholesterol live longer. She said, I was totally wrong. Your opinion. My opinion? I don't even know why you're going to see this doctor. Yeah. What are you doing? What do you, why would you? What are right? you doing? That's like going to Alaska and saying, hey, I don't like snow. Really? <laughs> I mean, you can go and look for the studies. The studies have been done in Europe. Ask me what study she's reading. Ask her to give you a copy of her studies. What are her references? Give, give, her, give you the link to her studies that she's read. You're like, blah, 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 blah. And even if you read the studies that the drug companies do themselves, they tell you after 1,250 people take statin drugs for a full year, one of them will avoid a non-fatal heart attack. Do you have 1,250 years of your life to, to take statins? Maybe you do. Maybe. Maybe if you do, I suggest you start taking statins after your 150th year. There you go. Tell her that. Odette is worried about her grandson. Not worried, but she wants some um, advice here. Um, home birth, I'm going to paraphrase because this is very long and involved. They've I'll been skip everything go down to the question. Yeah, they've been, feeding, home, they've been feeding homemade baby foods and fruits. And, and no, 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 no. Go to the Oh, question. wait a minute, though. There's some, something here. Uh, no, one I'm of, saying, I don't know what to pick information. No, I know. Well, just keep, take I'm a breath here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, take a breath. Uh, her left breast is kind of drying up a bit, but uh, how many remedies for teething babies? And uh, they want to know what kind of meat you would add in now that the the, the fruits and veggies are seemed to not getting. What's it. the problem? Uh, do we understand I don't think the there's problem? A problem. Is there a problem? Okay, so there's no problem. No, no, no problem. Wait a minute, Grandma. Mind your own business. <laughs> okay. Mind your own business, Grandma. <laughs> I guess. You. Mind your own effing business. I'm 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 a third grandmother because I'm not too good at this, right? I don't have my own grandkids. But you really have to mind your own business. The kid is still alive. Mom's surviving. You can't identify any medical issue here. Mind your own business. Go visit. Bounce the kid on your knee. Hand him back when you're done. Okay. I got it. This is Beth. She's in Morton, Illinois. Can you explain what shingles is and how we can avoid getting them? Shingles is a connective tissue deficiency because your skin is too thin from, not eat, from eating skinless meat. So stop eating any boneless, skinless meat. If it's boneless and skinless, you got no time for it. So in other words, you know that uh, chicken salad with the uh, chicken breast chunks in it? That's giving you, that's giving you shingles. Um, the uh, chicken tenders, that's giving you shingles. So all this meat with no skin on it, it's not attached to a bone, is what gives you shingles. So if you can just start eating, if you eat meat, it must have the skin and must have the bone. If you do that, you will not get shingles. Here's a 64-year-old gentleman. His name is Sean, and he wants to get his life together. He said, I'm tired of being okay, and I'm going uh, to use Dr. Daniel's method and recipes. I'm now trying to rebuild the muscle that I have lost. To do this, I know that I need lots of testosterone. Will you please ask Dr. Daniels what's the best food to eat or supplements to take in order to get testosterone into my body, I know my T levels is very low. Bull testicles. Ball, bull testicles. Rocky Mountain oysters, circle. Absolutely. Rocky Mountain oysters, let's be clear, can be any testicles. It could be sheep testicles. It could be pig testicles. But I said bull testicles. Bull testicles. Um, or liver or brain, any of those three actually will uh, will do. 
And if he's trying to get his life together, so to speak, he might want to go to VitalityCycles.com, get the Home Healers course. It goes over different diets for different objectives. It tells you how I, at the age of 60, uh, turned things around. <laughs> turn things around. And also this gentleman, uh, you can do uh, pine pollen, elk velvet antler, and um, some things um, arise from shen blossom. My testosterone level is, they said it was abnormal. It was 895 or something like that. <clears throat> That's pretty high. It's good. Yeah. Uh, good. So, going through here. What would cause rapid elevation in PSA tests? My husband, age 69, went from single digits last year to 60 three months ago. Now, as of last week, it is up to 90. Much stress over the past few years. He told the doc no biopsy. Any tips? Definitely, no biopsy is an excellent, um, excellent position to take because the biopsy spreads and creates the disease they're looking for. So, sudden increase will be caused by increased sitting, increased processed foods, dehydration, um, and not enough water. So if he would get up and maybe go for a 30-minute walk every day, he can't do 30 minutes, start with two or three, whatever he can do. So if he would walk and uh, increase his water and then increase his bowel movements to at least three a day, that 60 should drop, you know, it, it should go down to 10 or single digits. Do I recall, uh, so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this PSA uh -huh. test, have you said in the past that it's just not anything to concern about generally? Um, generally, the problem with the uh, prostate antigen um, test is it's not much better than the alkaline phosphatase test. The alkaline phosphatase test um, checks for a blood element that's present in the bone, in the prostate, um, and in the liver. And so all of these things are improved just by walking. Mm -hmm. And so clearly if he drinks more water, he can lower it from... 60 to 30 just by drinking water mm -hmm. and then by walking he's massaging his prostate and cleaning it out and detoxing it and mm -hmm. getting rid of the problem are you still life. walking up and down the hills um uh, no i'm walking um actually i am walking up and down the hills different hills um uh, but I'm walking with the, the wild dogs. With the wild dogs. So I have that. Yeah, you have. Savage dogs. Yes, you have company. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Mary says, well, Mary's got clear mucus, like fluid coming out of his anus. God love her. Uh, do we have any more like on that? Uh, what's <laughs> going on? Is your body, why in your body to cause this? What's this mucus could be? She wants to know. Well, I don't know if she's having anal. I don't know if she's doing enemas. We don't have any kind of uh, what's going on with this butthole. So um, let's just say there's nothing going on with her with her butthole. This mucus is coming out. Is it coming out all the time? Like, is it soiling her pants? I just I read the well, entire thing. Yeah, I okay. That clear mucus is coming out of her butt, soiling her underwear, and she doesn't want to wear diapers. Hey, when that happens. Let's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But she needs to do exercises. She needs to try planks, side planks, and that strengthens your butthole, tightens it up so you don't have leaks. 
if I recall, the planks are that that thing where you were on your side and you put your one leg up on a on a chair kind of thing. Is that a plank or not? Uh, it could be. So what I have in mind is you have both your feet on the ground, both your hands on the ground, elbows are straight, and your back is straight. That's a plank. You then, yes, a plank. Then you roll over to one side and lift that arm in the air. That's a side plank. That's a side plank. So you're actually going, holding your right arm up or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you roll back over and put that down. Then you roll to the other side and plank the other. So what that's going to do is that you can actually feel your butt muscle tighten. Really? Wow. So the actual mucus itself is irrelevant. The point is, if it's leaking, there's a problem in your muscle. And that exercise will strengthen your muscle. Let's say the mucus is just coming out when she poops. Okay. The answer is, it's not a problem. Ignore it. If you're not having any itching or pain down there, mucus is coming out, fine. Your body's getting rid of mucus. Not a problem. I got you. Okay. Megan wants to know about estrogen dominance. I think I'm having symptoms of estrogen dominance. I have issues with acne, cyst, very tender, sore breast, and some swollen mammary glands that flared up out of the blue back in December. Massaging uh, uh, essential oils and castor oil, and I've now removed chocolate and coffee last month. I've also been dairy-free because of dealing with acne. So any ideas what I can do? So a lot of people are dairy-free, they might eat nut milk or that milk or the other milk or soy milk. So all of those things also cause the acne problem and all the problems that she's having. So when you go dairy-free, the place to go to is water. Water. So that's important. And then she needs to also take a look at her food and see where there's any estrogen. As far as breast swelling, did she say swelling? Is that right? Yeah, swelling, swelling, swelling. right. Yeah, breast swelling is caused... Um, you know, caffeine can cause it, but trace mineral deficiencies can cause it. So eat it, take some shilajit, 200 milligrams in water daily. So shilajit's gonna help the breast, uh, the acne, the quickest way to help acne is to eat connective tissue. In other words, it's unlikely this has anything to do with estrogen dominance. Uh, unless, again, check your food to see if any of them have estrogen in them. Um, I can no longer on your site, Dr. Daniel, simple recipe with cayenne for avoiding strokes and heart attacks. Do you what remember? Did you, there, did you give us a cayenne recipe for strokes and heart attacks? Yes, I did. It's not on my website. <laughs> oh, well, that's why. <laughs> I don't know why it would be there. <laughs> I don't know why it would be there. Can you give us that? Uh, yeah. It's a uh, tablespoon of cayenne pepper and a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Stir it together and use as directed or as needed. Now, that recipe is also in my home healers course as well, among other recipes for different um, healing things. And what does that do? It's a circulation thing? Yeah, it, it basically busts up the clots and it reverses a heart attack in seconds. Whoa. These people yeah, someone's having chest pain, just say, mix it up, tell them guzzle this. And if they're passed out already, put it in a um, dropper and just squirt it in your mouth. Wow. So that would be ideal for people that have got this injection to maybe stop them from the clots, right? You know, I, again, I don't have any experience with using it for that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to say if that would be treated more like a pulmonary embolus where you would take a teaspoon five or six times a day. 
So once you've injected yourself with something, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Because now you've got something that's disabled your body's normal clotting mechanism. And so to interact with your body's normal clotting mechanism, which is what cayenne does, may not be enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't have enough uh, experience or whatever with the present situation. I would just say that if you do get the shot and you're not happy with the results, then, you know, kind of wait it out and hope things get better and make better decisions going forward. Yeah. Well, this is the final one, and I can't believe we got everything. And how perfect is that in two hours? I mean, you can't even make this up. Yeah, great. Okay, but I don't understand this one, so work with me here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anti-philosophic lip lipid antibody syndrome. Right. Okay. I am following your suggestions, high cholesterol detoxing with the goal of going off of warfarin. Oh, this person's on warfarin. How long does it take to replace phospholipids with cholesterol to be able to get off of warfarin? First question. Do you lean off warfarin or can you just stop and we tried one table? No, 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 no. no. Okay. The problem is we don't, have, we don't have the information we need, okay. which is, <laughs> is she feeling better or worse or about the same with following the instructions? We don't know. She didn't say. Exactly. So we don't, have, we don't have any good information here. But let's just say she's been feeling better. Okay. Then she should just uh, taper off the warfarin, just kind of cut it in half. Warfarin uh, basically has a half-life of about a week. So she should cut the warfarin in half uh, maybe every week as she tapers off and continue with the other natural uh, methods. Mm -hmm. I've been doing like a half teaspoon of the, of the turpentine in castor oil. I kind of like that better than the sugar. I don't know why, but it's just easier to, I don't know. Well, it's just only much more cleansing. It gives you a much more abrupt experience experience so everyone is different I like, kind of like the smooth experience <laughs> do you like oh you mean you like the sugar that's what you do right sugar yeah I take I take a different amount of sugar because I, I don't want to disrupt my um, calm and you're doing about um, half, a, half teaspoon a teaspoon every day uh, no, now that I take ivermectin once a month, I can just take turpentine once or twice a week. Oh, remember the wrist question? Remember that with the with the plate? Yes. Okay. So last last she just emailed in. She just wanted to let you know that upon impact in a car accident, the giant bag in my car threw my wrist against my forehead. I had a black eye for two months. I have good bones. But the car accident created a scenario on impact that my wrist could not endure. Oh, okay. Exactly. So no wrist can endure slapping yourself in the face. Just say. I see. So yeah, a person who is under uh, forty years old, really, it should take almost the force of a baseball bat hitting your joint to break it. That's just how strong the joints of younger people are. How strong and how flexible. So, uh, you know, it's fine if she believes that, great. But the fact that her hair is falling out kind of betrays the other piece of it, which is there is an elasticity issue here. 
hair falling out. Well, Dr. D, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so much fun having you on the show. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And what are you going to do today? Fun. And what time is it? Uh, 12, 1.30 there? And you're on Eastern time? Yeah, it's 1.30 here. I have a lot of uh, projects. Yeah. I developed a, uh, actually not developed, I discovered a super food for mental alertness. And so I'm working really? on preparing really? it, and we shall see how it goes, and hopefully I'll be able to feature it on my show, this uh, my podcast this Sunday. Oh, so tell folks when your podcast is, where? My podcast is Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. I have no idea where it is. So in order to find it. <laughs> where is you know, What do you mean? <laughs> you have to go to my Oh, and I see your email address. Get our email list, and we send you the notice you. of it. I understand. The reason I don't know where it is is we've been banned from so many platforms. Like That's it used to be Facebook, <laughs> used to be YouTube, used to be Vimeo. I don't know where I it don't, is. Now. I understand. It's great because yeah, you know the censors are kind of one step ahead of the censors. Between you and I and the technical stuff, it's like we don't even hurt ourselves because we have no idea. What's yeah. <laughs> That's why, I mean, I'm lucky, you know, I can do a text. I mean, that's about it. People say, oh, well, just go to your phone and do this. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I just don't. I don't know how to do it. I don't even know how to download an app. I don't know. And I don't care. I don't want to. I have so many talking apps on my phone <laughs> that sending a message by each app is different. I don't, want, so to, like, I don't want to get involved in all that stuff. I just don't want to. You know? yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, okay, lady, we love you. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Stay out of trouble. You're welcome. See you soon. Bye. Okay, I'll try. Bye-bye. May the blessing you <laughs> go try. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Well, uh, she's just so much fun. Remind me, and we'll ask her about this superfood thing that she's working on to, um, um, to, you know, to do, to do, to do um, next month when she's on the fourth Monday of the month. Well, well, that was fun, right? I'm glad she could stay longer. We had a little issue of getting Dr. Daniels on the show because there was something wasn't happening with this whole, you know, you know how the thing works. Man, it was like, whoa. So we called our, our geek, uh, God love Emron here for being there. Without him, boy, I'd be lost in the weeds more than I am now. Well, uh, thanks for uh, joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, we have some good shows coming up. Dr. Thomas Levy. Um, he's kind of a germ theory guy, but that's okay. Uh, we don't agree with everybody because we're not germ theory guys, but he's got some good stuff. He's working with people who are feeling uh, bad, Lee, not happy uh, with um, whatever whatever's going on out there. And there's so many reasons why people are not feeling well, as you know. And it's all very um, individual. Um, Some folks are being affected by 5G. Some folks are just in fear so much that they're detoxing and uh, creating stuff. Some folks are so poorly nutritionally there that they're just um, sick. Um, but we know there's no virus running around. We know that for sure. 
So until someone can actually, as Jerry Maguire said, show us the money, show us the virus, which they cannot, it's just not happening. We have been streaming a video that will continue to stream, which is Dr. Kaufman's and Dr. Cowan's response to several people, including Dr. Mercola, who came out with a big article maybe a week ago and wanted to prove that there's some COVID virus thing, maybe a bioweapon or something. And uh, But Dr. Kaufman and Cowan go through it point by point and prove very eloquently that McCola is just wrong. He never, they never isolated anything. Now we believe, for what it's worth, before we go here, that this entire bioweapon meme is made up. It started with Trump. Remember the China virus? In our opinion, that this thing started a couple years ago, blaming it on China. But remember, there's no it, it, right? There's no it. There's no virus. Um, so, most of the really cool people out there, the who we love, Malone and McCullough and all of them, they're still chasing after some it. They're great people and they mean well and they're doing a great job, you know, talking about the dangers of these injections. But in our opinion, nobody cares about what I think, but in our opinion around one radio network and still we get to the truth of the matter that the germ theory is just flawed, has been since the beginning of time, never happened, never works. I mean, they were taking snot out of people during the Spanish flu, trying to infect another person and never worked because it wasn't a virus thing. Who knows what it was? Probably um, toxins, chemicals. Some people say it was the beginning of uh, using radar and some microwave. Uh, could have been insults, you know, in the body. That beginning of, um, you know, pre-cell phone tower stuff back in, what was it, early 1900s? Uh, you know, are we ever going to know for sure? But it wasn't some virus floating around killing people. So we believe that this China virus, mm, you know, bioweapon thing is a huge false flag that's been promoting by the likes of Trump and everybody, even Rand Paul. Um, and I'm not saying they're bad people, but I think they're misinformed. And who's driving the China virus thing? I would think it's driven by the same people who don't want you to know that there's no germs. And they, who would they be? Who would they be? Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand. It would be Big Pharma, the CDC, the NIH, the um, all pharmaceuticals, the American Medical Association, the American Dental Association, this whole cabal of people that their entire life is built on the fact that there's germs running around and we got to get them because we got to get them. And we've got a vaccine and we've got drugs and we've got antibiotics and it's all made up. 
The science is there to show that this is the case. The health, mortality, and all metrics of the introduction of antibiotics in the 1950s have all been exactly correlating with antibiotics. When you kill stuff in your body, your body just goes into, doesn't know what to do. So you do what you want, uh, but I'm just telling you, in my opinion, that when there's some healthcare person out there trying to convince you that if you don't take an antibiotic, you're going to die or whatever, uh, they're, you know, I don't give medical advice. It's up to you, but I'd really think about it to not do that. Okay, so finally, here, um, we have been working with a very interesting microbe called L. ruteri that was put forth with a show we did with uh, a Dr. Davis some couple weeks ago, Dr. Davis, and he's got a book out called um, Supergut. And he's also working with a couple of other, I think three or four other special microbes that you, he says you just can't get anywhere unless you eat a lot of the foods that Dr. Daniels uh, recommends. Uh, these microbes are these m- microbes are in a lot of things like liver and uh, intestines and brains, and but nobody, mo- most people don't eat this stuff. Anyway, we are beginning to see after 10 days, maybe two weeks, of eating this yogurt we made with this L. Rotori, um, some interesting things going on in our elimination. Um, yeah, so I think there's something here. It may turn out to be just my optical collusion, but after two weeks, I'm thinking this may be something you want to investigate. Uh, we're going to know a lot more as the days go on. You'll see the Dr. Davis interview on our audio and and then he talks, and then all the links are there. So you can actually go on there and make this yogurt and, and play with it. Uh, we're on our second batch, and there's something going on with this. Something. Good. Good. So it's pretty exciting. He claims that it'll increase oxytocin, which will increase all kinds of helping you to feel better, uh, plump up your skin. Uh, he didn't have a wrinkle on his face, this fellow, and I... I think he was like 60 or something like that. So, um, something good. So we're going to keep track of it, keep in tune with us, and we'll, we'll keep you up to date on, uh, on this. But it might be something worth investigating. Very inexpensive. You get this uh, L. Rotori, get on Amazon or iHerb, uh, get some half and half, and you make yogurt 36 hours at 100 degrees, and it tastes really good really good. So I think it's doing some really good things in my body. I know it is. I can tell because I'm very, very sensitive. I mean, I still cry at uh, Sleepless in Seattle, so I know I'm sensitive. Thanks for your ongoing support. Check out our website, please. If you see some things there that you want to spend your dollars on, hydrogen, survival, oh, the bio I didn't even mention that BioAge, man, this product, whoops, this product is great. Bunch, bunch of different 
uh, um, algaes. Green, really cool. Check it out on our website, BioAge. It's really, really good. I order in, I just ordered more. I'm going to get it tomorrow. Um, EMF protection, the sauna, our sulfur, our pearl sim, Andrea seed oils, Dr. Cowan's powders, or the air doctor, Richard Mayberry, Shen Blossom, U.S. Coin Capital, we want to buy some gold coin. So we've got some really cool people. Aloe, I haven't even talked about Aloe for a while. i got so many that it's hard to talk to them all, talk about them all. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow with Dr. Thomas Levy. No telling what he's up to, but he's a good guy. He's a good man. He's a smart guy. And he'll join us tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central. Don't forget, um, join us on Telegram. The Telegram link is on the top of One Radio Network. The BitChute link, where all our videos are, on the top of One Radio Network. And uh, we stream a lot of videos ongoing on our front page here. Not just ours, but we do all kinds of stuff, flat earth stuff and stuff. Okay, so I love you all. Thank you. I appreciate it. such an honor to be with you. What a great audience you were today. Really a lot of terrific emails. I love you all. May the blessings be. See you tomorrow, 10 o'clock Central Time Live. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.